0: Secrets to Real Estate Investing, episode 120. Welcome to
1: the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We have with us today a young gentleman who's had a lot of success for his young age, and I'm really excited to have him on the podcast and share secrets to his success today. So welcome to the podcast, Zach Beach.
1: Thank you, Holly. I appreciate you having me on. I'm very grateful for you having me on in front of your audience and hopefully I can deliver some uh, some good content for you guys uh, and some good lessons learned.
0: Oh, I know you will. Well, why don't you start by giving our listeners some background on your very short life. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so <Some> background on <laughs> how you got into real estate and what you've done so far.
1: Yeah, easy enough. So uh when I was coming out of college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I actually started bartending and uh and personal training. Did that for about four years. Uh started um, you know, kind of burning the candle at both ends. I was serving people drinks at night and then I was uh waking up really early the next morning and training those exact same people. So Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> it started to get a, a little hectic and a little crazy and I started getting a little um a little worn out, um, so I ended up speaking with my father-in-law, Chris, who's been in real estate for well, it's over 27 years now. And uh, we had a a family company; or they had a family company, him and my brother-in-law. So I said, "Hey, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to like real estate. I have zero experience in real estate, but I think it'd be better than bartending if you if you guys would kind of have me." And from there, I just kind of dove in. And that was about that was just over three years ago. Three years ago in April, I went to real estate full-time and you know, three years later you know, done well over a hundred plus deals. And now I coach and mentor um, what we call associates around the country to build and scale their businesses. Um, most people tend to be either um, real estate entrepreneurs or want to be real estate entrepreneurs that are looking to grow their business to say a million and above.
0: Wow. Awesome. So no more bartending and no more training, personal training.
1: <laughs> no, no, no more. Either one of those. I do get the occasional call. From my old bar, though, to have me, uh, to have me bartending, you know, I'm tempted sometimes just for one, just for a fun night out.
0: I love it. Those are interesting um, professions. <laughs> How you had to burn the candle on both ends, but that's awesome. You could tell that you have people skills. You're probably selling your training to the people that were in the bar, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, why don't you tell us about your first deal that you ever did?
1: Sure. Uh, So it was, just to give you the premise, it was a negative $30,000 right off the bat. Uh, (laughs) So there'll be some good learning lessons in there. Um, So we primarily buy what we call on terms, uh, which tend to fall in about three categories, which is buying a property on a lease purchase, or as most people have heard, like a lease option, Um, buying it owner financing where the, the seller holds the note, or subject to, which means that there's debt on the house, but we're going to close on it. Title's going to transfer it to us. The mortgage will stay in the seller's name. Okay. So this happened to be a subject to deal. We closed on it. Um, the seller didn't have any equity in the property, so we bought it exactly for what the uh, debt was. Uh, we come to find out later on, after we placed a buyer in the property, that the house uh, had lead paint in it. Mm. Um, that was uh, I was going really fast uh, at the time. I was trying to prove myself. I was about six or seven months in the business, so I was trying to get a deal done. I didn't do enough due diligence, um, so we ended up closing on the property, and after we placed a buyer in the house, uh, we ended up having to de lead the property, which cost us about $30,000 to de that entire property. Um, but, I mean, good news in the long run. Uh, we ended up selling it for much higher in the future. Now we're actually closing it we're actually selling it right now. Traditionally. Uh, and I can kind of tell you how that, that process went as well, but we up selling it traditionally now for, it'll be a positive of like $70,000.
0: It's a good ending. Okay, so tell us about, I have never heard anybody talking about um, lead-based paint and the process of de-leading and what that is and how did you even find out there was lead-based paint? So never heard that before.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm up here in New England. So we have a lot of properties that were built like in the 1600s, 1700s. So anything before, I believe it's like 1972, could have lead paint and they'd be lead-based paint. So what happens is there's lead tests So we placed tenant buyers in the property. So these are buyers who are looking to become homeowners. They just need time in order to become mortgage ready. So they're not, they can't go get financing from a bank today. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we placed a family in the property. This lady was, you know, she wasn't the easiest person to deal with in general as well. So that was, you know, a whole nother side. Uh, But she did her own lead test. We obviously didn't assume that there was lead in the property. She did her own lead test. So she notified us. We then put a professional to go do a lead test on the property. So basically it's just a a kit that will tell us if there's lead in the paint. Um, and so once once we found out there was, then you got to do remediation. So you got to call in like the state and have, there's certain people that are certified per state. So you have to get a lead certified uh, contractor to come in and remove all of the lead paint and then paint again. So um, wow. Yeah, it's it's not cheap. Uh, it's a long process. Obviously, looking back, if we knew there was lead paint in the property, we still would have purchased those. Um, I just we just wouldn't have placed a young family in the house. We wouldn't have had because what you have to really worry about is if there's young children, they'll eat the paint. Uh, but if you place older children in the property, you know you're not usually going to have to worry about that.
0: So it's only an issue for people licking or eating or consuming it. It's not an issue just to live around it, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. the whole thing is if it chips and then little kids eat the chip paint and apparently lead sweet. So that's why kids will, will eat it. That lead paint tends to have like a sweet taste to it. Hmm. And then of course there's, you know, health health uh, repercussions from that that, you know, it's not good to consume lead.
0: Correct. Got that. So <laughs> I'm I'm a little more curious, how do they remove the paint? Do they scrape the paint off the walls? Do they remove all the drywall? Is it drywall? I mean, how does that work?
1: Sure. So I I, I guess every process would be different, but if there's like horsehair plaster in it, then they have to remove all of the plaster and then have to probably put up all new drywall. Um, I'm definitely not certified in removing lead paint. So I wouldn't be the best person to you the exact process, but I know if there's horsehair plaster, you'd have to remove that and then put up new drywall. So a new drywall in a, you know, like a 2,500 square foot house is probably where a majority of the labor came involved.
0: Wow, yeah, I've never experienced that, thankfully,
1: so. Because you're out in California, you guys have nice new homes.
0: Relatively speaking, but um, we have questions, our old questionnaire about is there lead-based paint? Most of us have no clue. But yeah, I mean, almost everything in the areas I work is built in the 1950s or later. So it's a whole different whole different game. Okay, so it was a good first deal that, started, that went bad, but then it ended up good at the end. So that's good. Good for you.
1: Yeah, it was quite a roller coaster.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about one of your best deals?
1: Sure. Uh, so um, this would be more of a higher end property. And I wouldn't say it's definitely the normal deal here. Um, But we ended up buying a house that's over on the southeastern Mass Coast. So it actually is on like a bluff, a really nice property uh, in southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, We bought it for $940,000 for owner financing. Um, The way we constructed this deal, so owner financing, we closed on the property. The seller then holds the note act as acts as the bank. Um, we put down, uh, $10,000 and we crafted up $2,500 a month principal only payment. Um, so no interest, just full principal payments every single month. And actually that $10,000 didn't like come right out of our pocket. We just had many deals that were cashing out and we just rolled some of, uh, one of those deals profits into this one. Uh, we constructed it with a 48 month balloon payment. Um, so right now it's been in the process for, I think we're going on about two years now and we actually leased it back to the original seller. So people might be thinking, okay, well, why would number one, a seller finance almost a hundred percent of the deal. And then why would they accept principal only payments? We were able, we were working with, um, this lady and she wanted to sell her property, but her mother was in, um, she's not in good health. So she wanted to stay around. So she wanted to be able to leave when she wanted, but she also, Uh, wanted to uh, basically stay as as long as she could as well. So every single month we're getting a $2,500 credit coming off the purchase price. Um, Once she leaves then we'll have uh, between 24 and 36 months to sell it through our rent to own program. So all in all at the end we'll probably be seeing anywhere between say 150 to $200,000 in profit. Depends on which exit we end up going with. Very
0: interesting. So did you have to do any repairs or improvements to the property?
1: Uh, This year, we're going to be painting uh, the exterior uh, because it's right on the bluff and you, you get hit with bad winds up here, especially during the winter. So just some paint. But other than that, the house is in very good condition. I think it was built in like 2000.
0: Oh, wow. Really interesting. So what prompted her? I'm assuming she reached out or contacted you guys in some way, right?
1: No, the source actually was an expired listing. I called her after her house expired. She is a, I want to say she's a commercial broker up in Boston, so she understands the business. Um, It just happened to uh, fall into place where we had a solution that, you know, the average person wouldn't, and we could craft up options and and allow her to get what she wants and us get what we want at the same time, uh, compared to if she sold it traditionally, she would be out of the house, she'd probably be renting someplace, and she wouldn't really be able to, you know, craft up that option that she really wanted.
0: Wow, what a great lesson and story that it's more about being creative and thinking outside the box to give people what they want. So her main goal was to lock in her sales price and to lock in a buyer for her home, right? That was what she wanted to, to
1: she take wanted that risk to,
0: off the table, right?
1: Yeah, she almost wanted to you know, have her cake and eat it too. She wanted to sell the house, but she also wanted to stay there uh, more or less at a, a less less ownership this more or less as a renter but she didn't have to move she didn't have to move anything so uh she was able to accomplish both with our options yeah what what i've realized with especially with all these creative deals that we do it's all just about you know can you get from a, a person from point a to point b if you can be that bridge and you have a deal if you can't then then you certainly don't have a deal
0: yeah really really creative and create these win-win situations to help them out and then you'll get to sell the house later Do you ever sell the homes that you buy with these creative terms, not on terms, just to like uh, someone that's going to get a bank loan? Or is your preferred method to do them with um, some kind of owner financing, lease to own, something like that also?
1: Sure. So um, a majority of our deals are going to be selling them through our rent to own program. Um, that's also what we teach our, uh, our students around the country because you, you're able to create three paydays. You're able to get that non or deposit from your buyer. Uh, you're typically able to create a nice spread every single month difference between your expenses and your, and your, uh, rent that you're able to collect. And then you're also able to get a, a third payday, which is when the property sells in the future. Um, which is usually the principal pay down that's coming off the property and the premium that you sold it at. So that's that's our main aim. Our our exit strategy tends to be selling through our rent to own program in order to create those those paydays. Um, but if you you buy the property at a low enough price, I mean, sure you could go sell it traditionally, but it's just not gonna. You're not building the wealth that you certainly want to. You're not getting the cash flow that you're looking for. So it tends not to be our our typical exit strategy.
0: Well said. Well spoken. Okay, so you're trying to create income a multiple types of income, streams of income, timing of income to to create all that for you and your your students. Okay, so why don't you tell us about another deal, that um, another good one?
1: Sure, yeah, let's, uh, so I did another uh, really good owner financing deal. Um, This one happens to be on a lake. Um, The property is actually really nice. The only reason why, it was just perfect timing. Again, timing seems to fall in this place. Uh, The seller, um, had, owns a property uh in Connecticut, but they also live, oh, and I believe it's Indiana. Um, they actually went through a like a sad time where I think they lost a child and that's why they didn't want to go back to that property. The conversations were, were pretty uh smooth and we were able to create some really good terms here. So we're able to buy the property um I think it was like uh, for like four hundred thousand. We were then able to sell it for like four twenty-nine um to a rent-owned buyer. We crafted up uh thousand dollar principal payments every single month, uh, so we're able to create a really nice spread there monthly um, and then we're able to get forty eight months uh, before the balloon payment and then the really cool aspect of this deal as well is there's two different properties so there's like the regular house, which we'll sell through our rent to own program but then there's also a, a one bedroom apartment above the garage so that's we're able to rent that out for seven hundred bucks a month so not only are we able to get cash flow from the the regular house we're able to get cash flow on the the second house as well. So that that deal alone between the two cash flows and selling, selling it through our rent-to-own program uh, will probably be around one hundred twenty dollars to $130,000 in that profit.
0: With none of your own money?
1: Uh, we put zero money down on that property. We paid the transfer wow.
0: tax. Wow, that is amazing.
1: That's typically what we'll do on these owner financing. We'll, it's hard to tell somebody, hey, you're going to have to pay your own transfer fees uh, yeah. when you're buying it with no money down. So we'll we'll pay for the transfer fees. Um, yeah, every single property that we buy typically is zero to no money down or a little to no money down on these. We've given moving money and things like that. Um, and then not using any, your own, uh, your, your own credit. Definitely not. You you'll sign with your LLC. And then also we're not asking investors for money, even though there are certain deals that you want to bring in an investor. That certainly uh, has its play.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us about, um, how and where you guys find your deals?
1: Yeah. Uh we probably find them in all the same places that you guys do. Um uh, we, for sale by owners, for rent by owners, expired listings. Uh we'll also do some uh we'll do some direct mailing, but that's not uh that's not like the main piece. That's to bring in additional leads. Uh, we're very, very focused directed mailing there. Yeah, it's just the difference between somebody that's selling traditionally or selling to a wholesale or a rehabber is gonna be a completely different person than who we're working with. Uh, our sellers tend to be looking for the most money because we can certainly help them uh, by buying a property at full market value as long as they give us long enough terms, especially someone that's selling owner financing. If if they need their cash and they probably would have uh, refied by now and pulled out their equity. But they, so if they don't, then we can be a really good option for them because we can give them some monthly cash flow, pay great price on the property as long as they can give us long enough terms.
0: Got it. So do you guys do um, calls to do that or do you teach people to knock on doors or how do you get these deals going?
1: Yeah, no, b- majority of it is definitely over the phone. Yeah. Your, your, your cell phone is your tool. Um, that is the the best thing for it. Yeah. So majority of it is all going to be uh, teaching our students how to, how to make the calls, go over the scripts um, and then generate uh, your follow-up system in order to make sure that um, you put these sellers uh, through the correct follow-up system because really, when you're buying creatively, like like a lease purchase, everything is education because most sellers are not expecting that this is the route they're going to go. It, uh, you go, you put it on the market with a realtor, or you you throw a for sale by owner sign in your front yard, and that's how you sell your house. Uh, not until you know myself or one of my students gives you a call and asks you, "Hey, have you tried? You thought about doing this this other alternative route?" Um, and at that point in time, then you're educating a seller. So that's that's the whole thing. It's really just putting them through an education process, and then on the flip side, same with our buyers. Uh, our buyers um, just thought that they were going to be renting forever. Didn't realize that there was another route. So you educate them on how you can help them with your your process, and uh, you know how you can help them become a homeowner.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very well said. Once again, it's most of the world has no idea about these creative ways of selling or buying properties. So it's you get to introduce that to them. So why don't we review, I know you touched on it earlier, but the different ways um, that you guys can buy properties and kind of explain those a little bit more in depth for those that are new to this.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So a lease purchase tends to be the most common. Uh, A lease purchase just simply means that you and the seller are going to agree upon a price today. Uh, You're going to lock in their equity today. You're then going to take over Uh, their mortgage if there's a mortgage uh, taxes insurance um, basically a whole responsibility of the property maintenance repairs absolutely everything and then you'll agree upon an end date in the future on and before that end date you'll pay off the remaining balance of the mortgage and give them their equity Uh, so it's nothing more than a delayed cash sale
0: okay and are they staying in the house or are they leaving the house
1: no, all of these will be under the assumption that they're leaving because oh, what yeah. you're then going to do is you're going to place a tenant buyer in the property and that's how you're going to collect your three paydays. Uh, the non-refundable deposit, the spread, and then the back end when they get cast out. That's our primary one that tends to be the easiest one to, to get done just because uh, title's not transferring. Uh, so you're not dealing with a purchase and sale agreement. Uh, also, you know, the seller doesn't have to be as fully trusting with you because they still have the asset because they still have the title on their name.
0: Right. I just wanted to clarify that since the one deal you talked about, the lady stayed in the house. So
1: yeah, no, it's a great question.
0: Normal or typical. So, okay. So that's the lease option. And then, um, what is owner financing?
1: Yeah. So owner financing, the title transfer at the beginning now. Uh, so the title will transfer, um, and then the seller will hold the note for you or the sellers you're going to create a mortgage. Um, and then you're just gonna be making monthly payments to the seller with a balloon date. Um that of course you're you have absolutely full control uh of the property and your seller's uh more or less acting as the bank.
0: Okay, and that's when they own it outright or free and clear typically?
1: Yeah, typically, uh just like the lease purchase. Lease purchase tends to mean that there's a mortgage on the house. Owner financing tends to mean there is no mortgage, it's debt-free property. Right. Uh even though, even though you can do both. Um, you could have a a subject to deal with their owner financing piece of it. But typically we'll just, we'll keep them either free and clear or, or, uh, fully mortgaged.
0: All right. So, well, let's talk about subject two, which I love to do even in buying my flips when I can. So tell us oh, what, that's that, a, what that's about.
1: Yeah. And that's a fantastic way. We actually have a, uh, a student that's up in Indiana. He's also a mortgage broker as well. And we've been working with him and he's been buying a lot of his rehabs subject two. Now, Mm -hmm. because it just gives him a heck of a lot more time. He doesn't have to get as much uh, investor money involved. He just has to pay for the investor's money, is the only thing that they need to worry about as far as the rehab process. But you don't have to worry about close on and paying off the title or paying off the mortgage right away. So, subject to will mean uh, in in my book, it typically means that uh, the person is selling for roughly about what they owe. Uh, So, we'll close on it, we'll take title, mortgage still stays in the seller's name. Uh, It doesn't get paid off just yet, it'll get paid off in the future um, most of our subject two deals do not have an end date. So we usually hold on to those for a very long time uh, because what you're looking for is the principal to pay down on the property. And then um, obviously the value of the property continue to go up as the uh, market continues to rise. And then you get a nice, a nice spread. So just like the deal that I talked about at the beginning um, where we bought it subject two, and we have to deal the property. Now the market price for that house has gone up about $70,000 since we bought it over the last about four years. And the principles is, is starting to to weigh down too. So that's where you got a nice spread there.
0: Really nice. Love that. Gotta love that appreciation. Hey, um, I'd love if you could talk about um, how you incorporate social media in your real estate business.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that uh, and we actually had a, a really good friend of ours. His name is Steve Wassner. He was at our event. Uh, he has the Onward Nation podcast. He's interviewed over a 1,000 uh, entrepreneurs. And we talk about this a lot now. It's, uh, it's all about being like the authority figure in your market. Uh, so as far as using social media, uh, my brother-in-law and I, we, we put out at least a video or two a week, more or less answering questions associated that our buyers or sellers would have. Uh, so that way we become like the authority figure in the area. So I would use social media uh, definitely uh, for answering questions and letting people become more familiar with you. But also you can use it to uh, showcase your properties and things like that as well. But um, definitely want to establish yourself as being the authority figure in your area.
0: Yes, and I have found that it just builds trust when people have familiarity with you. And if they can go on YouTube or whatever and see 5, 10, 15, 50 videos, maybe they won't watch 50, but they see like, Wow, Zach knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing. If he has 50 videos up or hundreds of videos up, that just breeds a huge sense of trust in people. Even if who knows what you're saying in the videos is right or wrong, but people think if you're on social media and you have that much that you know what you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely a great way to go. And I just got a deal a year or two ago from someone that said, Oh, yeah, I've seen a lot of your videos. So I know you know what you're doing. Well, I'm glad, you know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, anybody can make videos and not know what they're doing but I do know what I'm doing, but anyway,
1: a hundred percent agree. Yeah. definitely just builds trust. Uh, we teach all of our students, uh, cause we do, um, seller Q and a or buyer Q and a videos that are on our website too, because it is very much an education process. So anytime that you can get in front of a camera, it's automatically going to be, people are going to think that, you know, exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, if I think it's, if you see somebody at least seven times their face, it becomes more familiar and, and more trusting. So yeah, constantly put out videos, uh, especially to help them. I wouldn't be putting them out to ask for the sale. I would just be giving them information So eventually uh, they trust you and then it's really easy for you to ask for the sale.
0: Absolutely. Well said once again. Well, um, why don't we, as we're wrapping up here, how does somebody get started in real estate investing and especially with your techniques, which I've encountered a lot of people. I mean, most people that want to do real estate investing have little to no money, especially if they're on the younger side. Sure. There are those people that are 50 60 that have built up a lot of money and they want to flip or something, but your strategies that you guys teach are really great for people with little to no money, right? So how does someone in that situation get started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is important if you do have money or you don't have money, because I also would recommend if you have plenty of money uh, that you put that back in your pocket or you use your IRA and do some of these deals in order to accumulate more wealth uh, instead of risking a lot of money and putting it out there and and dealing with flips and things like that. Nor do I want to Downplay uh, that that <laughs> technique. Wholesaling and flipping are good, but I'm just might as well keep that money in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, what I'd love to do, since uh, since you know you had me on your show, I would love to give away our free book. It is our Amazon best-selling book. You'll actually see my father-in-law's name on there, Chris Prefontaine. Uh, but I'd love to give you our free book, as it will dig deep into our techniques, and also you'll get to know us as a family and how we uh, how we do business as well. So it's more or less a familiarity thing as well. So you can go to our website. It's uh, free s r e c that's www.freesrecbook.com. Uh, S-R-E-C, SREC stands for Smart Real Estate Coach. So, free srecbook.com. It is absolutely free. Uh, you don't have to put a dime into it. Just give us your address. We'll pay for the shipping and the handling. Um, can't get a better deal than that.
0: Wow. Very generous offer. So in that book, you teach people how to get started, I presume.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's the best way to get started. Because um, you'll, you'll dig further into, obviously we can't cover too much on a 25-minute podcast. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a quick overview, but we'll dig deeper into there. Um, and that'll give you a really good base knowledge uh, and put you in the right direction on how you can get started.
0: Oh well, yeah. And listeners, definitely... You can see that Zach's having huge success. I mean, you've done what over 100 deals already? Is that right, Zach?
1: Uh, yeah, yep, done well over 100 deals now and, and counting. But I mean, that's hats off to my team and my associates around the country, as I certainly couldn't do it all without my family team and those those guys as well.
0: And what is your age? I don't think we've said that, but this is impressive too. How young are uh, you?
1: <laughs> I'm 28 years old.
0: Twenty years old and hundred deals—that is sweet. I didn't even really discover real estate investing until you know more like forty years old. So, good job on you. That's awesome. So, I appreciate um, that. Yeah, I'm very—I'm <laughs> proud of you. Like I'm your mom. Anyway, I'm super excited because so many people don't even consider this as an opportunity until much later in life. So, I think it's so great that you're doing it at your young age. Hey, um, also listeners, he is giving away his um, free ebook called Investor Blueprint that we'll have at two, there's two places you guys can get it. So you can go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 120 because we're show number 120 or you can get it um, the text method. If you want to shoot me a text to the number 38470 that's 38470 text the word hardhat, all one word, no spaces, hardhat, and I will have that download along with our past downloads shot back to you. So Zach, what's the investor blueprint um, about? Give us a little quick synopsis on that one.
1: Yeah. So instead of getting our, our hard copy Amazon book, in the meantime, go ahead and hit Holly with that because that's going to give you um, a really, really quick dive into uh, how we buy our options there. So I would suggest you go ahead and, and download that right now. Uh, and send her a text message that way you can get that while you're waiting for our other book as well and talk about getting started between the investor blueprint that will you know kind of peel away some layers and then get it into our real estate on your terms amazon best selling book between both of those uh, which is very generous holly for giving that away between both of those um, you will certainly have a really good uh, jump start there on how to buy and sell on terms
0: great yeah and buying and selling on terms is like Oh my gosh. It feels like this secret weapon. It's so thrilling when you get deals that way. I mean, I can speak from experience, even though I've done a lot of traditional deals where I use hard money loans in that way. I've done plenty of these creative ones with uh, especially of subject two and owner financing. And it is just like so thrilling when you can make money with little to no money. So definitely check this out guys. Well, Zach, what um, do you have any parting words of advice um, that you would like to give as we sign off here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would just say if you're kind of on the fence, trying to figure out what you want to do in real estate, um, I would really just suggest one thing i I would try to go i'd go there and i'd find a mentor that you that that really is who you want to become in the future um, and then just put your blinders on, follow them and and take action. Um, I know tons of us sit on the fence here or want to be real estate investors and are just not taking the correct action. So go find a mentor that will certainly help with that anxiety and will help you uh, you know, take your first couple steps and then put your blinders on and don't look left, don't look right, and just get after it.
0: Well said. I love it. 100% right on. Couldn't agree more. So with that, listeners, get out there, take some action. And if, that's, if your first action is getting educated, take advantage of what we're offering today, get some education, and then get going.